Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter and I am the leader of St Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St Helier. We want to take the Bible apart and see what's really in there, going beyond the face value to dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So, if you're ready, let's go. Well, good afternoon, Ray. Good afternoon. It's lovely to be back with you in your sitting room. Thank you. So, welcome to everyone listening. Um, I actually can't remember at all what episode we're on now, um, but I'm here in my friend and mentor's uh, sitting room, Ray Speck, and today we are discussing John 20, uh, verses 24 to 28. We had this, um, this is following our talk yesterday in church, um, Ray, which is all about um, Thomas, and when this is Jesus' second appearance to his disciples um, and that interaction that um, that he had. So, as as we kind of usually do, I'll I'll read the the passage out, and then yep. we can unpick it from there. So, John twenty verses twenty four to twenty eight. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, "We have seen the Lord," but he said to them. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. I shall read verse 29 as well. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, Ray, what's your take? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... First and foremost, um, this isn't the second meeting following the resurrection because he had already met with Mary Magdalene. Um, And um, it's quite interesting, the difference between the small groups, the individuals, and so on. But certainly, yes, there was the meeting on the day of resurrection, on the Sunday, they closed doors. I, I'm amused that some people assumed Jesus walked through a closed door. That's right. No. Where does it say that? Uh, we always have these conversations about putting stuff in that's not there. Absolutely. It's vital. <clears throat> and in this case, it has some real theological consequence. The reason, essentially, is, the, is a theological reason that Jesus physically rose from the dead. He wasn't a spirit being in the sort of that sort of sense at all. He, he physically rose. This is important as a demonstration of what the resurrection is all about. Of what, so that when we die, we die with a new 
spiritual body. You don't take out the body. Jesus rose from the dead. He ate. He talked. He had flesh and blood. They touched his wounds. He really, actually rose from the dead. Others have suggested, for instance, um, that at the tomb, where John comments that um, the burial clothes were laid in a neat pile or whatever, however you understand that, and they suggest that he somehow mystically passed through the burial clothes. Hence, the headcloth was separate. That doesn't say that in the scriptures. doesn't say that. It's so true. It's really dangerous. It, we do this all the time, don't we? Yeah. And again, it suggests that he was something other than a new body. They've taken out the body. And that's wrong. Yeah. It's not correct theologically. And it's not correct biblically either. Um, What is a much simpler explanation where there is any confusion at all? Jesus rose from the dead, took off the burial clothes, put them in a pile and came out. Yeah. That, that is a perfectly and much more logical explanation. You, you can just as readily have a miracle of unlocking the door in some wonderful way, which again is interesting because it, it, it's totally consistent with when Peter and John were was it Peter and John were in prison, and there. They were imprisoned. There was the miraculous release, but it was a release by unlocking the doors and unchaining the disciples so that they came out actually, physically, really. So your first point here, Ray, is we've got to remember the significance of him being physically risen and the, how, what, what yeah. that symbolises. Otherwise, we land up with a totally deficient understanding of the resurrection. He had a resurrected body. It is a new body, like unto, it says, the body that we shall receive for glory. Mm. He, he showed the way. He was the pioneer. He went ahead. He went first. He broke down the barriers of death. But it wasn't as some spirit being. It was an actual resurrected body. In my 50-odd years history of preaching, which has been, I don't know, my passion, I suppose, and um, I preached all over the place. Um, And some of them stand out dramatically. Preaching in a massive church in Washington, D.C. to a really lively congregation will stick with me always. Preaching in the West Indies um, is 
is wonderful. You, you, you know, you you really do delight to hear. Go for it, Pastor. You know? <laughs> and uh, um, it, it's an exciting place to preach. Preaching in South Africa, I loved. Um, but one of the most significant places was preaching in in India. Um, I went to lead a series of teaching sessions. And when I arrived, not having been able to get any indication of what they wanted, um, I arrived after two days' travel um, on the Saturday night with um, knowing that everything kicked off the following morning. And um, was told, well, they will expect a good hour's teaching, followed by a good hour's ministry. <laughs> and, and I think third hour was worship. Um, but that was a, a wonderful occasion. Um, and Did you prep for that? So you were told on arrival they'll expect an hour's preaching. Yeah, that's all I had. How long did you have to prep? None. None? Wow. How did it go? It went well. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes those are the best. Were you given a passage? <laughs> no. No? No. I came up with something fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, Wow. <laughs> Uh, but this was in Kerala, and um, Kerala, of course, was where Thomas first of all landed following following the resurrection ascension. The disciples we lose sight of to some extent, some of them, not all of them, um, but with Thomas, who reputedly had been guilty of that denial, though he actually said nothing different from what all the other apostles had implied. Um, rather, he was honest about his need to have a demonstration. You know, just, just show me. And as a result of that, this guy, in the primitive travel arrangements of that time, Travelled to India with the gospel. Must have been an incredible journey. Rumour has it that he also went to China. Right. And there are other rumours around as well. Yeah, that Iran, you know, yeah. Persia. And... Yeah. But the pretty certain one is that he travelled across India, land, but having landed at Kerala. And I pe preached in a church in Cochin, St. Francis Cochin, which was where Vasco da Gama was buried initially, then he was moved back to Portugal. And that's one of the special places in my history of preaching. We subsequently visited that church when we were on a um, on a cruise, Nicola and myself, and I was moved to tears when I went in and just momentarily relived the privilege of preaching in a place that was representative of a church that was the result of the ministry of Thomas. Now, if we're going to criticise Thomas 
just have in mind what under God and by the power of his spirit he achieved as a committed missionary who went across a continent with the gospel of Christ, who founded churches in whose memory there is still a church, the Martoma Church, one of the orthodox tradition of churches. Um, and still it reminds me how that man was used of God in an extraordinary way. And his meeting with the risen Christ, living Christ, he was so convinced See, yes, maybe he had question marks. Of course he did, it says so. But having had that revelation, having had that encounter, it so transformed this man that, as I say, he went across a subcontinent, he founded churches, he has left a heritage. There are so many people in that part of India still called Thomas. <laughs> wow. They, they love the name. And um, Amazing legacy. What a legacy. What a legacy. So, you know, when we are perhaps um, casually referring to Thomas as Doubting Thomas, just, just pause and think what under God, as a result of that encounter, he was able to achieve. And I personally think questions are good. The right, oh, you know, I had no problem about that. Because he had a, but there was an answer. And he was in a place to respond to that answer. He had he asked the question. He received a revelation. And he had, there's no record, actually, of him doing what Jesus invited him to do. Mm. doesn't say he did touch the wounds. The encounter seems to have been enough. And as I say, it's all very well for the other apostles. They had already had that encounter. Thomas, for no reason we know, didn't. He caught up here. I can sympathise with Thomas. Yeah. Imagining I'm one of the twelve... But then part of me thinks, why didn't he believe his friends? I think it was a good thing he didn't. Um, in the text here, it says he's, in, in one sense, he identifies with us today, those who followed, who didn't meet Jesus face to face. We have to believe not having met him. Um, but... I, th I think the important thing is that he asks the question and has the personal encounter. We can ask the question and have the personal encounter, albeit a spiritual in encounter entirely, uh, but nonetheless just as real. So sort of a second message then is ask the questions and expect yeah. Yeah. an encounter. Yeah. I don't think you ask the question as critical or dubious. You ask the question because you, have, you, you need to know the answer. And um, all he says is, you know, well, listen, 
I see, I touch, I encounter, then I can't, I can't be with you. I'm not um, in the same situation that you're in. Ray, what's your take on verse 29 then? You know, you believe, you know, because you have seen me, you believe, blessed are those who believe. So we're saying that he is, he is not blessed. No. Blessed in different ways. No, I don't see that at all. Um, let's, let's just read the, let's just read that verse. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Both are blessed. Both are blessed. He's blessed. That's right, it doesn't actually say he's not blessed. No. It says, yes. You, you see, yet again, yeah. we have our presupposition, we have our mindset, we have our view of Thomas, and we can't somehow squeeze out of that if we're not careful. But we can say, almost as you implied earlier, Thomas can relate to us because he wasn't with the earlier 12 Correct. Uh, seeing. And so he's asking the questions. Therefore, we ask questions we yeah. can receive. But the, in verse 29, it's is it implicit that it is better, it is better to not see and believe well, he doesn't say so. And again, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm rather rigid, I'm afraid, <laughs> in terms of not adding to Scripture something that's not there, not making assumptions. I think you can, you can imply certain things. Um, you, can work, you can work the text um, as far as you possibly can, but don't try and work the biblical text in such a way as to fit your presuppositions and ideas. It's not entrusted to us to confirm what we think. It is given to us to reveal what God thinks. And that is vital. Once we start mucking up the word of God in a way that confuses my ideas and presuppositions with God's revelation, we get ourselves in a right old mess, I assure you. So what is the purpose then of the, of the statement at the end, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed? Should I, should I fall to my knees every night and pray, I won't, like Thomas, I won't believe unless I've seen, or, or not? No, 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 no. You are blessed if you have met with Christ. Yet you haven't actually physically seen him. So, you know, what a blessing it is that all these years afterwards still people can meet with Christ. And this is a wonderful thing. This is a, surely, a, a, truly a miracle. Yes. That um, the person of Jesus is revealed to those who will believe in him, who will receive him, and who will follow him. That's what fantastic truth that is. And just in the same way as Thomas, all those years ago, 
met with Jesus, had the bonus of seeing him and being with him. But those followers, for those few years, that was their privilege. And then there was their responsibility. I think it would be quite amazing, really. So if anyone's listening and thinking, well, how can I meet with Jesus? What would your answer be to that? My answer to that is that Jesus promises that if I come to him in prayer, prayer is conversation, prayer is communication, prayer is communicating with God who we cannot see, and in such a way as to say to him, I surrender my life to your control. I ask Jesus to be my saviour. He is my saviour. I want it to be true for me personally. And I want to follow him. I want him to mould my life, to challenge me, to bless me, and to give me that deep, deep, deep assurance that I can never be separated from him and will spend eternity with him. Ah, that's pretty good, I reckon. <laughs> I'm wondering if, there's a, if there is a better note to finish on, Ray, than that. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. If people were thinking about, after that, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm just thinking of our last yeah. chat, which was from last week. So if you're listening to this for the first time... You can listen to last week's talk, and that was all about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, That's your message for today, your take on it. That'll thank do. you. And a, a very different take from Sunday, so thank you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we do hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media. And please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have. Thanks for listening and see you next time.